All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, October 31st. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Boo. It's uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween, everyone. That was booing as in a ghost, not booing as in uh, your your team is is playing poorly in a sporting event. No. Yeah. So that... just so you know, ghost boo, not bullpen blows up in the eighth inning boo Mm -hmm. so clayton it's halloween weekend halloween at the box office a little bit of a ghost town this weekend a little bit of a ghost town so why don't you get into it go into the graveyard and give us a graveyard plow for the weekend of friday october 28th Number one, Black Adam made $27.7 million, down 59%. It is at $111.1 million in its second frame. Number two, Tickets of Paradise made $10 million, down only 39%. It added 149 theaters. It's at $33.7 million, also in its second weekend. Number three is a newbie. Pray for the Devil made $7 million in its first frame. Number four, Smile made $5 million, down only 40%. It lost 75 theaters. It's at $92.3 million in its fifth weekend. And number five, Halloween Ends made $3.8 million, down 52%. It hemorrhaged 482 theaters. It's at $60.3 million in its third weekend. Yeah, that's the top five in Clayton. I mean, let's just touch on it real quick because, I mean, we we talked about it a lot last week. But coming in number eight was, of course, Terrifier 2. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you haven't listened yet, you got to listen to our awesome interview episode we dropped over the weekend with Steve Barton, exec producer of Terrifier 2. Talked a lot about this last week. Of course, we proved vomit. the vomit is true. Mm-hmm. And it expanded a little bit more. It added 795 theaters for Halloween, went up 3%, made $1.8 million. This movie is now at about $7.8 million. It's going to end up getting over $8 million. I mean, for a movie that costs two hundred fifty grand from crowdfunding, it's a phenomenon, and uh, it's it's one of the great box office stories of twenty twenty two. No promotion, all word of mouth. Yeah, it's had a positive ascension, not a drop, in every mm-hmm. weekend. Right? Yep. I mean, has it yep. ever? Have we ever seen red during a weekend in that loss column? We haven't. We've only seen blue. Only gone up, 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 and. This was a movie that was only supposed to be in theaters for three days. Yes. And the fact yes. that it's going to make $8 million, I mean, that's to be applauded. Like you said, it's it's an yeah. insane, insane run. Yeah. Yeah. This is incredible. And, you know, it, it's going to be now available at home. It's going to be on Screenbox, which is a Shutter competitor. I'm sure it'll be on PVODs. Someday it'll be on Tubi. It's, you know, it's now going to be available at home. But the box office run that it had is what is going to make it legendary, what's going to make it famous, what's going to make it such a rewatchable on all these at-home services. So Terrifier 2 just once again proves the power of the box office. Absolutely. You know, the, the box office story attached to this movie is going to be part of why people watch it for decades to come. 
And listen, I know we've been talking about this vomit for a while. It's been yeah. you know two weeks talking about vomit. But listen, this vomit brought us in contact with Steve Barton, a great guy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's really, you never know what taking a photo of vomit will lead you to right. do and right. to meet. And it's a connective tissue now. Yes, yes. It's, it's, I mean, as he said, we are part of the story. The B.O. boys got to be part of the story. So, yeah, I mean, this movie made $1.8 over ha- uh, Halloween weekend. I mean, I think the a story of this weekend that we could look at overall, and we'll go movie by movie in the top five, but Halloween weekend is when people who love Halloween go out and party and celebrate Halloween and dress up and go to parties. It's not necessarily a driver of going to see horror movies in the movie theater. No, no. You know, I think people love throughout the month of October seeing uh, horror movies. And I think if a giant new movie had come out this weekend uh, in the horror space, it probably would have done well. But, you know, people wanted to go out and party this weekend. They wanted to dress up. They wanted to dress up as art. They didn't necessarily want to go to the sit in a movie theater this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's that's been true. I mean, Halloween weekend isn't a great weekend for the box office because none of these where people are out doing things weekends are really great. Right. Other right. than I mean in the, you know, 4th of July weekend I guess is the one that is kind of the outlier there because you just have you want some air conditioning at that point. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it's true. Like you don't want to open a movie on Cinco de Mayo because no. people are out partying. But uh, but uh, if you put out a movie that is Cinco de Mayo adjacent two weeks before it, people yes. will flood the theater because they're priming the pump. Yes, yes. That That is a big lesson of Halloween movies and Halloween box office is the month of Halloween is great, but Halloween weekend is a party weekend. And I mean, I think... Let's start right at the top. I mean, Black Adam, it had a drop of... I mean, I'm looking at the numbers. Black Adam's drop is 59%. Is that where we're calling it as of tonight? We're recording this Sunday, October 30th. Is that where we're calling the Black Adam second weekend That's what drop? they're calling it. I mean, it's... Listen, I mean, 59 just seems pretty convenient, doesn't it? That it's not 60, 61. So we'll so, see. I mean, you think it's higher. You know, of course, we, I think it's higher. Yeah, but we're going with fifty nine because that's what's in front of us on the numbers right now. Mm-hmm. And in the end, because when this weekend started, that Friday drop was bigger, and it was looking like Black Adam was going to drop higher in the sixties. And if it ends up at a fifty nine percent second weekend drop and made twenty seven point seven million dollars, it's fine. This isn't a movie that is this isn't going to be Aquaman. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's clear. Black Adam is not Aquaman. It's not going to be a beloved sort of feel-good box office run. It's also not opening up around Christmas, the best time of the year for movies. But it's not a disaster. I you're, mean, are, you're is really that trying, fair to say? No, because I mean it's not a disaster, of course, but like you're you really are trying to do what all these articles are doing, which is find this silver lining in this very mediocre run that this movie's having just to see some of the other Dwayne Johnson movies in their second Mm -hmm. weekend have dropped way lower than this. 
uh, with with lower drops, 44% for Rampage, Skyscraper, mm-hmm. 54%. San Andreas had 53% drop, you know? And the ones that they're comping for uh, the Black Adam is Green Lantern's 66% drop and Suicide Squad's 67% drop. And that thing opened to huge numbers before people realized it was a turkey. This movie is doing mediocre business. It is not rejuvenating the DCEU, and it makes me disgusted that I have to add that E, because I guess that's what they're calling it now to differentiate themselves from the MCU, because their universe is extended. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this is a movie that people are okay on. It's a distraction. It's content. Like I said before, this is not a filmatic, cinematic experience a la Terrifier 2. This is content, and people were okay with it. I mean, yes, Black Adam is not tar. It is not a film. It is yeah. it is content, but that is often what we have to evaluate here are different forms of theatrical content. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm not coming out here stumping for Black Adam too. I'm saying it's not Aquaman. I'm saying that right off the bat. It is not James Wan's not. Aquaman. It is obviously not James Cameron's Aquaman no, from, but, the, from the Entourage of yeah. But it is... As of now, it didn't fall off a cliff in the second weekend. If this 59% drop is where it lands, you say it's going to go, you think that drop is going to be worse no, when the because, final, no, final numbers the, come in? The, the numbers have been judged. Oh, okay. I mean, th- then you're you're throwing the whole- No, they've uh, been judged enough. Boys. No, you're, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm we got to go that, by the numbers. We got to yeah. go by the numbers that we go by. It's a 59% second weekend drop. And- it just yes, it shows that people are not in love with this movie, but these next couple of months, when you really look at it, Black Adam could have a decent enough run because there just aren't you know there's Wakanda Forever comes out in two weeks, so Black Adam's got another weekend to itself to rack up some more money by default, and then even after Wakanda Forever comes out and destroys it that weekend, mm-hmm. Black Adam is still going to be the default number two biggie until Avatar comes out. Like Black Adam is just probably going to rack up money because it's there. Yeah, but then you're, you're talking like six, seven million dollar weekends. You're not talking. This is not like a phenom- this is not going to be a phenomenal run. Do you think it makes 200 domestic? No way. Mhm. No way That's, in hell. You say no way in hell I Black Adam no makes hell. 200 domestic. No Cuz what is hell. it at now? 100 and one it's over 100. 111. So does it have 90 million in the tank? No way. If it's if next weekend one more weekend without Wakanda forever does it make 14 15 million and then just by default rack up another you know 75 million over the next two months maybe maybe but it's not listen it's not going to be pretty i mean that's the thing black adam could get to 200 but it's going to be an ugly 200 yes and and it's going to be dragged across the finish line to 200 if it happens at all but listen we saw that with rampage the rock he likes it he'll drag it across He'll yeah. drag it across. He'll get to that number. And I feel like that'll be what happened with Black Adam. Listen, I'm predicting the future here. Black Adam will hit 200. 
and you will say it's a phony 200. You know, that I'm predicting no, our I'm not episode. Say that. I'm, not I'm say predicting that. our episode for, you know, the weekend of December 15th or and so listen, when Black listen. Adam hits 200 and you're saying it's not a real 200. I want to I want to step back a, a little bit here. Okay, I am not saying that this whole thing, this whole enterprise is flawed because numbers are falsified. That's not what I'm okay, saying. Okay. I don't want to give that because then what is Ticket to Paradise's hold? Could that be zhuzh? Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm so just you're saying, taking back the zhuzhing. I'm taking and, and back the zhuzhing. the claim of zhuzhing. I'm okay. taking back the claim of zhuzhing because, fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're not editing yeah. that out. I no. said it yeah. and it was incorrect. I'm not saying, I'm just saying it looks pretty convenient that 59% is the drop instead of 60, which looks horrible, right? Not horrible, but it doesn't look as good as a five in front of that number, right? Right, right, right. And so you, know, you are, you are. I mean, I feel like you're hedging and you're still alleging judging. I'm not alleging judging. I would not allege judging because then our our whole enterprise is taken into question, and I right. don't believe that it is. I believe that in this country, we do box office correctly and we count the numbers correctly. Okay. Now, okay. sometimes there are estimates because. The estimates happen on, you know, there's still people going to the movie right now, right. and those numbers are being counted. So when you look at Ticket to Paradise, which we'll talk about, 10 million even, that's going to go up or down a little bit, but it's not going right. to be much. You're not going to see, oh, wait, it actually made 6 million or it actually made 17 million. You're going right. to see that it made 10.2 or something instead because right, it's right, just right. estimates. But right. So that won't qualify judging. No. And that's what I'm saying here is when Black mm-hmm. Adam comes in on Monday – the estimate could be lower, therefore making it 60%, but the, but the headline will be 59% because by Monday, Tuesday, people are moving to looking to the next week, which is right, what right. we do, right? So that's right. all I'm saying. I'm not saying there's like people buying tickets and, and, and burning them or adding money when there's not money. I'm not saying that. That is okay, not what good, I'm saying. Good. So you've walked back the judging. I have walked it back, and I think I've walked it back expertly. Yes. Oh, for sure. There's no reason. There. Listen. There's no reason for anyone to to snip out any excerpts of this episode and try and get a conspiracy theory started. No. There's no reason to do that. Do not cut any of those do not pieces do that. and then try to tar me. No. No. Don't. And do by that. that, I mean the in the movie tar. Yes. 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 Don't do that. And and. All our listeners, they've seen Tar. So they know what I mean by that. Yeah. yeah. Editing what I did to make it seem worse. Right. So Black Adam is, it is what it is. It's not a phenomenon, but I do feel like The Rock is going to drag and claw this thing over 200 million domestic. We'll see. And worldwide, obviously we focus on domestic. Worldwide, this is going to be huge because he's bigger worldwide than he is in the United States and Canada. So while we're on Black Adam and DC, let's quickly touch on the big news that happened in the middle of the last week. And I mean, this is why the BO boys have to be on daily drive time radio, mm-hmm. Sirius FM, terrestrial radio, put, put us on both. The big news last week was James Gunn, the filmmaker behind the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, behind DC's The Suicide Squad from August of 2021, He's been named the new head of DC Films, or mm-hmm. co-head, but the creative head of DC Films. And it's very interesting that that happened 
the week that The Rock's Black Adam came out, in which, you know, Henry Cavill cameoed as Superman, promised to be Superman in several upcoming movies. The Rock is obviously trying to make Black Adam the center of DC films. Mm -hmm. And then James Gunn takes over as the head of DC films. So, Clayton, where do you think this leaves The Rock? Taking your own anti-Rock biases out of it, where do you think this news leaves The Rock, Black Adam, these DC properties? I think I think this spells the end for The Rock's involvement in the DCEU. Because the end. I think so, because the he is he is gonna want to captain any ship that he's involved in. Mm-hmm. And there was a vacuum at the top of DC because they were looking for their Kevin Feige. And while they were looking for their Kevin Feige, Rock came in and said, I'll take the reins. And I don't know if Warner Bros. saw this film beforehand or was having some sort of issues. These things I don't know. I don't know any of these things. Mm -hmm. But they said, listen, we can't have this. We Mm -hmm. can't have The Rock with his mediocre creative teams coming in and putting out mediocre product for Warner Brothers because that's not what Zaz is trying to do. He's trying to make sure that's why he put Batgirl on the shelf. He's Mm -hmm, trying mm -hmm. to make DC and those characters top shelf entertainment. And what they did with James Gunn is hire somebody that can make top shelf entertainment, that understands Mm -hmm, storytelling, mm -hmm. that has a vision, that has style, and therefore... The Rock is not going to play ball with James Gunn. He is not because he likes his guys and it's just not going to work. So I do think this Black Adam character is going to be phased out. I think all the talk about this movie is really going to be null and void at a point because we've pretty much seen probably the end of of this character. So you think James Gunn Mm -hmm. taking over DC Films is the end of Black Adam, is the end of The Rock being part of the DCEU. I think so. I think The Rock will step back. I think The Rock will make it his decision. He's not going to get fired. He's going to say, ah, moving on to something else. I did this and look at the number one movie and I made this dream project that I've been dreaming about for 15 years, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, all, all we the- We did it. All the spin that he wants to put on it. And then he'll focus on, you know, uh, whatever he wants to do next. Like whatever product he wants to to- to shell, you know, like uh, brain juice, whatever he's gonna he's gonna put out there. So you um, think James Gunn taking over DC spells the end of The Rock in movies? Well, uh, not in movies, but in DCEU movies. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely think it throws a wrench in the his plans for Black Adam to be the guy to be the center of the DCU because I'm sure The Rock was bringing Henry Cavill as Superman back. So then in Black Adam 2, Black Adam could whoop Superman's ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, he probably already had Rostin Thurber Marshall or, you know, th- that guy who directs a lot of the rock movies, writing a script where it's Black Adam 2, Black Adam whips Superman's ass. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Superman gets to be his, his friend after yeah. he whips his ass. And I... Don't think James Gunn is going to green light a $200 million movie where Black Adam whips Superman's ass. No. Directed by Rostin Marshall Thurber. Yes. 
And, and, and uh, we saw we saw what Gunn did with the Suicide Squad. He made a statement with that movie in the beginning of that movie. Yes, yes. The opening of the Suicide Squad is James Gunn killing off a bunch of characters from the previous Suicide Squad movie that most people dislike. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think The Rock is going to go along with a Black Adam 2 in which Black Adam gets blown up in a comical way in the first five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie is like, you know, John Cena is the peacemaker as the real star of the movie. Yeah. He probably won't go along with that. Can they meet in the middle? That's what remains to be seen. But I, I do agree The Rock is not someone who works with big auteur, not to say James Gunn is an auteur, but big, you know, uh, singular creative voices. Mm-hmm. You know, The Rock is the creative voice on his movies. Yeah. And yeah, I do think this throws a, a wrench in those plans. And it's a, it's interesting timing. I think they're separate. I don't think James Gunn got named to be the head of DC because DC was unhappy with Black Adam. I think that this is just when they wanted to make their big announcement. It just the deal came together that week. And they'd been looking for a while for their yeah. Kevin Feige, and it just happened, right. like you said. Yeah, I do think it happened in a in in a way that seems serendipitous, but actually isn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Again, we're not trying to start conspiracy theories here. Well, and don't clip don't clip these episodes to make it sound like we are. And it makes sense that you know uh, James Gunn did release a tweet. Mm-hmm. That you know, somebody asked him, "Is Marvel upset at you?" And he said, "No," because when I got this news, the first person I told was Kevin Feige, and the second person I told was John Cena. Yep, it wasn't yep. The Rock. It was not The Rock. He didn't call his... The Rock and say, "Hey, we're going to be working together." No, nope. he called John Cena. Yep, and he said, "Get ready, cause you're about to be a big deal in the DCEU." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And The Rock ain't going to like that. You know, his his old wrestling rival now being the guy who gets the call from the new boss. Mm-hmm. Listen, The Rock ain't going to like having a boss. I, I think you're right. I think he's probably going to find a exit. I got to focus on my fam. This could be now because a couple of weeks ago, The Rock in an interview talked about how he didn't want to run for president or have a political career because he had to focus on his family. He may now say... I have to exit the Black Adam franchise because I have to focus on my political career. Yeah, I mean that's that makes me nauseous to think about, but more, but it's an out. It's an out. It's an out. But more likely, he'll be he'll talk about I'm the guy who's going to finally get Stretch Armstrong off the ground. Right, right, right. I've right. got the director of Rampage. We're going to do. You'll never you'll never believe how we're going to do a Stretch Armstrong movie, and we're going to nail it, and it'll open to you know. $39 million or $40 million. Right. And then he'll put an Instagram post that said, we did it. Yep. The dream has been accomplished. The rock stretched, grabbed a bottle of rock tequila. Uh-huh. Biggest opening weekend for the rock as a toy movie in a non-GI Joe franchise yep. ever. Mm-hmm. Hashtag gratitude. Yep. So that'll listen. Look forward to that Instagram post in summer 2025. That's going to be huge. So, Moving on from Black Adam, Clayton, I mean, Black Adam's hold wasn't spectacular, but the hold of this number two movie, Ticket to Paradise, 
starring George Clooney and more importantly Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. This is a hold. Yeah, this is a great hold. Yeah, it, it, ten million dollars second weekend dropped only thirty nine percent. I mean, that's a hold that says people liked this movie. Yeah. I mean, I agree, and I think that I'm surprised by this. I don't think that I'm surprised by this. I am surprised by this. Right, right. And adults are going to the movies, uh, and women, uh, older women are going to the movies, and they're yep. braving the Black Adam fans and yes. the Smile fans and the Terrifier 2 maniacs. They are braving. They're braving the crowds to get to the theater, and that is awesome. Mm-hmm. It added yeah. theaters. This thing added theaters. That's great. Yeah, it 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 is. Uh, it really does show. You're right. the The older crowds are coming back. They like this movie and they love their stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, something we saw this year is that that group of stars, those 1990s, 2000 stars, we saw it with Brad Pitt and Bullet Train, Tom Hanks and Elvis. Tom Cruise, obviously, with uh, Maverick, and now Clooney and Julia. Ro- we saw it with, with Sandra Bullock, Sandy with Bullock. The Lost City, mm-hmm. and Julia Roberts and George Clooney. People just love that generation of of movie stars. They don't want to give them up, and they want to. They'll pay the money and they'll hire the babysitter. Although at this point, that audience, they're they probably don't need no a babysitter. Longer- they don't need a babysitter anymore. They have if to anything, call their kid and tell them they can't babysit their their kid. Their grandchildren. Because, yeah, their yes. grandchildren, because they got to go to Ticket to Paradise. Yes. If anything, the 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 kids of the people who went to Ticket to Paradise this weekend, they need to find a babysitter because grandma and grandpa can't babysit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that age. I think that actually works out numbers wise. So this is huge for Julia Roberts. I mean, huge in the sense that, listen, her stardom is forever set. Her life is going to be great, whether this made $1 million or $100 million. Yeah. But it's a great reminder of how big a star she still is when she wants to be. Yes, she can. Yeah, she can. She can whip it out and uh, and people mm-hmm. still want to see it. And throw it her on stardom. the table. Yep. Yep. She whipped her stardom out and threw it on the table and everyone's like, wow. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. I mean, this movie, listen, we're not talking like this is at $100 million. This movie no. is at $33.7 million at second weekend. But now you have things in play like a book club run, mm-hmm. like a run that gets you to $75 million. That becomes in play. You know, I don't know if it'll get there. I think this third weekend where, like we said, there's no giant new competition will tell us a lot, you know, can Tickets to Paradise make $7 million in its third weekend and, and keep doing well during the week? Then we'll have a, a much better idea. But now that's in play. This is a movie that could do book club numbers. Yeah, and I know we don't talk about international box office, but in this case, yes, this thing has already made $85.6 million in the international box office. So wow. its worldwide box office stands at... 119. Wow. So, I mean, this thing's probably going to make 150 
all in, maybe more, probably oh, more. Like probably I mean, way make more. 160, yeah. 170. Yeah, because it's got more international money to make. And we're saying, who knows, maybe it has 30 or 40 just here in the States. Yeah. You know? So, so I mean, this thing is a success any way yep. you slice it. Yeah. So, and I'm telling you, this was the movie we were supposed to see instead of Terrifier 2. And thank God we saw Terrifier 2. Mm-hmm. But I might go and see this movie. It's it's the thing we always say if people want to be associated with a winner, not with a loser. And the fact that Ticket to Paradise is now a winner, even though this is not a movie on the surface that I'm too interested in, now, yeah, I'm interested in just being there and knowing that I bought a ticket to a winner. Yes. So I, I, there is a ch- there. I haven't seen Black Adam and I haven't seen Ticket to Paradise. But from this point forward... There is a greater chance I end up seeing Ticket of Paradise in the movie theater than Black Adam. Yes. And, and I it's will based yeah. purely on success. And I will never see Black Adam. But you you have your anti rock bias. I am also not a superhero movie. You're not a superhero well. guy. Yeah. Um yeah, Tickets of Paradise, it also ends up being, you know, I thought this was the wrong time of year for this movie, but the counter programming kind of worked. Yeah. You know, the adults had no interest in seeing Art the Clown, Terrifier 2, no interest in seeing what the smiles are about, no interest in seeing how Halloween ends, but they still wanted to go to the theater, and this was there for them. And so that shows that the, there is a rebound in interest, a, continua- a continuing rebound in interest in movie going because we had said months ago and and we've been saying it since the the pandemic ended ish right yeah there's no reason to counter program because it's not it it, it just hasn't worked things are yeah. getting swallowed things are getting eaten and there's so many open weekends when you look at august and September. yeah so just release it when there's no competition right but i don't know tickets to paradise might be pointing the way to old fashions kind of theatrical release schedules where you do have that. Yeah. Where you could have a movie that does well just because it gives people who want to see a movie something to see. Yes. You know, this is not a a must-see movie, but it's a solid choice for people who wake up and say, what's playing? Mm -hmm. What's playing now? And and the fact that a, a, hey, what's playing type of movie could do well it shows again, the earth is healing, the box office is healing, we're moving in the right direction. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to follow this run. Can it get to book, lo- book club territory? Uh, I-, I think that would be great. And Tickets to Paradise did well this weekend. One, you know, something that didn't do that well this weekend are the adult awards movies. You know, I I will say that for the most part, you look at things like Till or Triangle of Sadness or, I mean, Banshees, I think, did okay in its limited release. But Tar, you know, tied for number 10, these per screen averages for these awards movies are not that impressive. No, no, You know, Till at 1300 Tar at nine hundred and thirty-eight bucks per theater. Triangle of Sadness nine hundred dollars a theater. These movies, that's a a type of movie that I think is doing worse than it would have done three four years ago. Mm -hmm. These like 
artsy adult dramas, awards bait, that's a genre that I don't think has come back. And it's not like Tar or Till or Triangle of Sadness would have been big hits pre-pandemic, but Mm -hmm. I do think they would have done better than they're doing now in comparison. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, What would you point towards that? Like why, what's the reasoning for that, do you think? I mean, that's an older, older audience that maybe still hasn't come back. And maybe there's some degree of like, if people are going to the movie theaters now, they still, everyone in any time in any year everyone goes to the movie theaters mostly to be entertained Mm -hmm. but i think it's a tougher sell now to say come out to the movie theaters to think or to feel bad about humanity like that still hasn't come back in a big way you know there there was more of a thirst to go to the theater and wallow Mm -hmm. in a way that isn't there yet and listen, we saw Tar. That movie's as entertaining as it gets. Oh, it's a spectacular film. And Triangle of Sadness, I thought, was hilarious. But there is some level of expectation where you go to those movies to wallow in the depths and and uh, sometimes the banality of, of humanity. And that feeling hasn't come back to the box office in a big way. No. But, but speaking of banal... Mm-hmm. Number three, pray for the devil, $7 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, you nailed it when you said, is this going to be the invitation? Yep. And it and was. It was. Yep. it was a tick above the invitation, which is interesting because this was, again, a uh, Halloween weekend, a horror movie with probably a premise that was maybe a little bit catchier because people know exorcism movies over the invitation. And the fact that this did maybe a couple grand over the invitation openings wise is is very very a very poor showing yeah yeah and the fact that like um you know like we discussed on last weekend's preview episode pray for the devil got to play all month in front of a lot of hit horror movies the the trailer did the trailer yeah the trailer the trailer for pray Pray for the Devil got to play in front of Barbarian and Smile and Halloween Ends and Terrifier 2. So it got a lot of awareness, and that awareness didn't lead to caring. Yes. It yeah. led to being ignored. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of Barbarian and Smile ticket goers knew Pray for the Devil was coming out this weekend, and they said, I don't care. They said they didn't care, yes. So uh, to round out our Halloween weekends. We mm-hmm. had Smile at number four with $5 million. This thing's going to make 100 Amazing. Amazing. It's at $92.3 million. Yeah, it will get to 100 It's going to probably have a pretty steep... Well, I mean, we'll talk about it in the preview episode. It may not have a, a steep, steep drop on the weekend of November 4th because of lack of competition, but then that will probably be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with only eight million to go, it'll get over a hundred million. That's incredible, and it's still in three thousand plus theaters. So I mean, this thing is going to be around for a little while, right? By default, because of lack of product and the fact that things like Tar and Till and Triangle of Sadness and Amsterdam, those movies are are gonna not expand. Yes. based on their box office. Yeah, they're you know, not catching enough fire to 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 take up the screens. Yeah, so Smile by default, because something's got to be playing, will probably stay on 2,000-plus screens for a while. Yeah. And, I mean, 
I'm just looking up the black phone, which came out in June of this year, huge hit, just a, a way over performer. That movie topped out at $89.8 million domestic. Mm-hmm. The fact that Smile has outgrossed the black phone is incredible. Yep. Incredible. I mean, just horror at the box office is as strong as ever, yep. if not stronger than ever. Well, it's funny you say that because that leads to number five, Halloween Ends, which dropped 52%. It is now at 60. That's going to be pretty much it. I mean, does this thing reach 70? No, 100% no. Yeah. It, it tops out probably at 65 if it gets there. Yeah. Because this um, thing's no, hemorrhaging this- theaters. And that, I mean, more people will stay and watch Smile than stay and watch Halloween Ends. I mean, this um, Smile is going to have more staying power. Yes, yes. Halloween Ends is the title of this movie and also a description of its box office run Mm -hmm. because tomorrow is Halloween and that is the end of the box office run of this film. Yeah. It's over. It's over. And and real quick, because we didn't talk about it for a while and there was no reason to, but let's just talk real quick about number six, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, made 2.8 down 34%, lost 401 theaters. It's a 32.5 in its fourth weekend. Officially, Lyle Lyle, Crocodile, needs to be booted out of Hollywood, right? I mean, we said yes. this guy, he could have had a rebound in the second weekend. It could have had legs for as much as crocodiles have legs, which aren't long, mm-hmm. but he still have legs. Mm-hmm. And he should be drummed out of the business. He is not yes. an IP. No, nope. He is not... Paddington, not he's no. not, he's not Peter Rabbit, he's no, not even not Clifford close. the Big Red Dog. No, no, come on. Lyle no. Lyle is a bum. Yes, a loser. A loser. Yeah, and he shouldn't be flushed because we say that's too harsh. But and, definitely, and you'll and and you'll get your bum bitten because you don't want a crocodile in the in the toilet pipes. Oh, will bite your little bum. But he's definitely out of Hollywood. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. No sequels, no remakes, no, you know, uh, the, he's done and I never want to hear from him again. I mean, listen, Tom and Jerry the movie came out in February of 2021, pre-vaccination. Jesus. Bad, you know, uh, in in the height of bad numbers and that movie made $46.5 million at the box office. You so know, and obviously Tom and Jerry are movie are stars. Yes. They're, you know, defined a generation. But for La La Crocodile to do this poorly at this point in, you know, uh where the box office is at otherwise, it's a, it's just a disgrace and Lila's a disgrace. And so we never get to do this because with Hollywood, IPs are never really dead. Mm-hmm. But I think they're just we, dormant. They're just dormant. But I think we can bury Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Yes. I think yes. we can bury this IP yep. and this creature yep. six feet under. Just in time for Halloween, we're digging a fresh grave and we're throwing Lyle Lyle Crocodile in it. Uh, here's what I would say we do with Lyle Lyle Crocodile. All right. Is we take him down to the swamp and we let the gators eat him. Okay. Wow. Yeah. We let the gators eat the crocodile. Is that yeah. an ironic ending for Lyle Lyle Crocodile, or is it just a 
obtuse sort of uh, surreal ending. I'm not sure what their relationships are, mm-hmm. crocodiles and alligators, whether they do coexist, are hyper aware of each other, are very different. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm not going to bother to find out at this stage in my life. Yeah. But I think that is how we get rid of this IP. Throw them in the swamp. Let the gators get at them. Wow. No All evidence. Right. No evidence this IP never existed. Or you could take them to the pigsty because pigs will definitely eat a crocodile. Mm, uh, yeah. That, that, you know what? Might as well, because for all we know, pigs and crocodiles and alligators, they're all the same mm-hmm. in terms of their relationships with one another. But definitely that's an IP that is dead. Yes. It is not dormant. It is dead. All so, right. Clayton, I think we did it. We definitely did it. Yeah. So email us, of course, at the Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing your uh, your predictions and what your boots on the ground experiences were like. I just want to give a quick boots on the ground experience from our wannabe intern, Chris. So Christopher. Christopher did go see Terrifier 2. He went all the way to Altoona, mm-hmm. an AMC in Altoona, and he saw the movie, and here it is. He goes, hashtag vomit report, and you could quote me on this. I went to an AMC, and they put us in the theater furthest down the hallway from everyone. The theater is about half full at a 5.30 p.m. showing. Some preteens and teens with their parents. Sadly, there was no vomit, but there were a few walkouts throughout the movie. So They could have walked out and puked. That's what we've been saying from the start. I, I think you got to count 10% of all walkouts as pukers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, some of them are probably walking out, and they're feeling okay, and they just drive home. But I think one out of every ten walk out, they're puking out out in the parking lot. Absolutely. Um, and interesting that they put the theater furthest down the hallway from everyone else. You know, I guess something had to play there. So if it's not Terrifier two, it would have been Tar or some other movie. But it's probably not a total coincidence that they put Terrifier two crowds as far away as they could from everyone else. No. That I definitely don't think is a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they built a new screening room far away to keep the Terrifier 2 people away. There's Mm-mm. probably just, that's the screening room where we put the oddballs. Yeah. Um, And it makes sense. I mean, the Terrifier 2 crowd, listen, they're the greatest. So it's, if anything, you just don't want to have that raucous energy interrupting the otherwise morbid response to Black Adam 2. Yeah, it's great to see the Terrifier fans be able to walk triumphantly through the whole theater. Yes, And and walk by every screening and just head held high and being like, I'm head to Terrifier 2. Yes, yes. And they can make noise and it won't wake up anyone who's, who's napping through Black Adam. Yes. So that's great. And then, uh, Pat, what's our Twitter? Our Twitter is the B.O. Boys Pod at, you know, or, or at the B.O. Boys Pod. Mm-hmm. That's that's the Twitter address. That is where wannabe intern Christopher is just doing great things. He's creating audiograms. He's creating these great clips and excerpts from episodes and he's tweeting them out and he's mixing it up on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So follow us there. The link is in the show notes. Yes. And email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Well, Pat, I don't think there's anything left to say. 
No. Except until next time. We'll smell you at the bar.